It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into the Locked On NBA preview. I'm Nick Engstead of Locked On NBA. I'm joined by Hayes of Locked On Bulls to give you everything you need to know about the Chicago Bulls going into the postseason. Let's start here, Hayes. What's the biggest on-court story? I know there's been some off-court things with the Bulls, and I know there's a lot of moves you want the Bulls to make in the offseason, but let's just focus <laughs> on the product we have right now. What's the biggest on-court story for the Bulls this season? Uh, their lack of consistent heart. Like it, that's just really it. Like they, they don't give the consistent level of effort all, all the time. When they when they give it, they look great, and they look like they could beat anybody when they do it, but like just – over the course of the season in big games and in any time they've had a chance to go over 500 or anything like that, they always seem to to craft the bed. And so like, that's just the team. They just have not had the the level of, of heart and being able to respond to adversity enough over the course of the season to me. What did we see as a biggest, the biggest difference in that heart, the playing in big games? Cause we saw DeMar DeRozan last season, like step yeah. up in these huge games. What's the biggest difference from this squad this year and the bulls team we saw last year that was number one in the East for a while. I, I just think that the the league has figured out their offense. I just think that everyone knows when it, when it's down the stretch is going to be Demar and Zach. You know, uh, since the All Star break, he's been a lot more consistent. He's been playing great since the All Star break. But they, I, I just think that without three point shooting, uh, we we don't play a modern style of basketball at all. Uh, they're just easy to figure out. And if you go to a zone defense on the Bulls, it takes them forever to shoot their way out that zone. Mm. And you talked about like the lack of leadership, the lack of heart. Where did that heart come from? last season and why is it gone this season and, and did Patrick Beverly not fix that that amount of heart that this team had <laughs> I think last season what well, having Lonzo helped a lot but I also think that the, this team just had a different edge it was it was their first year coming together and I think that what they went through after the all-star break last year where they won only eight out of 33 games from the second half of the season it really I don't know if it messed up like it got in their heads and, or whatever and then this season Every time they start facing some adversity, they get out of their offense. They don't give the effort on defense. They jack up bad early uh, shots in the shot clock. And so that's really hurt the Bulls. Now, Pat Bev did fix a lot of it and help fix some of it. Um, once he came back, we were, what, like, we went on, like, 10-4 and four stretch at first when Pat Bev came back. But then, once again, it seems like teams have adjusted now, and the Bulls are still trying to figure it out. Talk me through the playoff rotation for the Bulls. Like, let's say we're going into, we'll start with just the one play-in game because that's where they're yeah. starting. But who, who do you expect to see in this game? And is there anyone on the bubble that you're looking to see if they get playoff minutes or not? I'm really looking at, as far as on the bubble, Andre Drummond. His minutes have been all inconsistent this season. He has some games where he'll play 18 to 20 minutes, and then randomly one game he'll get like six minutes. And so I think in the, in the game that we're facing the Toronto Raptors and their length and Jakob Poto and what he's done to the Bulls over his career, I think uh, Andre Drummond has the chance to be an X factor for the Bulls. Um, as far as the rotation, I, I don't expect anything to change. I think Billy Donovan is going to keep going with that small lineup that has Alice Caruso at the four. Um and, you know, another X factor, I guess, is Patrick Williams as well. Does he play well enough to where Billy Donovan is going to trust him down the stretch and keep his size in shooting? He's our best three-point shooter. Is he going to keep him in the game uh, when we need that size? What are the biggest strengths and weaknesses of the Bulls? So, basically, how do they win games and how have they lost games this season? Oh, man. Uh, biggest strength, I would say, is 
their ability to move the ball once when they, when they're playing confidently in, the, in their defense too. Like when they do spread the ball around, they go to the hot hand. Nikola Vucevic has been our most consistent player all season long. Those are the bull strings. Zach Levine, when he is, you know, doing more uh, catch and shoot um, type things, he's he's dangerous. And then as far as what hurts the Bulls. It's when you do random things on defense, like when a team goes to zone and then switches back to a man or swarms the bulls, they do not know how to pass the ball correctly and it gets them completely out of their rhythm. Um, and so that, that thing kind of hurts the bulls as well. And then once they start missing shots, they stop giving that same effort on the defensive side of the ball too. And they end up getting out of their game completely. That's like Dallas Mavericks East is what you just described there. Baby. I, I, I said that on Locked on Bulls, I think, a couple episodes ago. I said, us and the Mavericks aren't really that much like different the, when you look at it. I like it. the same. Um, <laughs> let's talk about some of the, the, the new – let's talk about Patrick Beverly. We mentioned him a couple of times. What has he brought to this team, and what do you expect from him in a playoff setting? He's brought leadership. Um, for a team that 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 didn't have it at all, we have no vocal leaders outside of really Pat Bev on this team. I think uh, also he brought the communication on the defensive side. When you don't have the best one-on-one defenders, which the Bulls don't, um, having a, a a point guard especially that can communicate, call out what the offense, the other team's offense is trying to do, it helps you know players with not the best basketball IQ kind of know what to do and predict what to do. That's the same thing we had with Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was an amazing communicator on the floor. And we saw Zach Levine play some of his best defense at that time because Lonzo was communicating. And similar things have happened with Pat Bev coming on the team. So Pat Bev bringing that leadership, bringing that vocality, and uh, just communicating and having him and Caruso out on the court at the same time, the Bulls get a lot of deflections and thus can get out in transition, which really does help the Bulls a lot. I just had to look up the word vocality. I didn't know that that was a word. I think we're making up words over here. I've said that before, too. I I make up words all the time. It's a St. Louis thing. It is. Um, we got some young guys that you mentioned before. Patrick Williams, you're looking at Ayo Dusumu, uh, mm-hmm. even Kobe White. Like th- these guys that you talked about are maybe on the fringe of the playoff rotation, but probably going to play. W- what yeah. are we What are we expecting to see from the from these young guys in a playoff rotation? Does Does Billy Donovan have a short leash on them? Like how does it work for them, and what do we expect from them? Kobe, I'm mean, not Kobe. Uh, Io and Patrick Williams do have short leashes. It seems like if they make a mistake, if they don't, you know, do a rotation, he kind of cuts their minutes drastically. Kobe White has been this season has been a revelation for Kobe. He's done for the first first part of the season. He did everything but shoot well. I mean, his playmaking, his passing, his defense all took huge leaps this season. And then now, since the All Star break, his shooting started coming along as well. Kobe White is really gone from being a player that I think most Bulls fans thought was going to be out the door. It's now a player that a lot of Bulls fans want to see the Bulls keep. And I think mm. if he can, you know, have a big showing in the play-in, and then if the Bulls are lucky enough to go to the playoffs, if he can have a big showing, he's a free agent. Uh, it's going to be big for the Bulls. So I'm really looking at Kobe to have a big, I, I wish I could say playoff series, but a 10 seed has never even won a playoff <laughs> game. So let's just, let's take it one game at a time. Um. The Bulls are the fifth best defense in the NBA. This is something that I've looked at all year, and you just look down the roster and you're like, okay, DeRozan and Levine, Vooch, like those are your three big, like 30 point, like 30 minute getters. How is this team fifth in defense? Walk me through how this team with this roster, these guys, is it literally just Alex Caruso's the best defender in the NBA Mm -hmm. or maybe the best guard defender? Like, how is this team fifth in defense? I think because we we have good defenders, they like we have Pat Bev, we have Alice Caruso, uh, Javante when he's healthy, but he hasn't been healthy most of the season. We got uh, Patrick Williams and Io. Even though Io's had a really 
you know, uh, he's had a step back this season. He's been really good defensively, and we give that effort defensively. Um, and so when we do that, we're able to kind of overcome some things. And I'll say this. I don't know what Vooch's defensive rating is, but I wouldn't be surprised if Vooch's defensive rating is top 10 for centers because while he's not a lockdown defender and he's not going to block very many shots, he seems to be in the right position more times than not, whereas last season, if you did a simple pick and roll, Vooch would be on the other side of the court somehow. So those <laughs> things are definitely open. <laughs> and then Alex Crusoe at that point of attack, right? I mean, yeah, Alex Crusoe was well point of attack. He makes th- stuff really hard for people. Um, okay. The Bulls right now, let's just look at the play in game. They're plus five against the, the Raptors, so a five point underdog according to FanDuel. Uh, what has to happen for the Bulls to win this game? Let's just start with that for, for the Bulls with just the one game because, like you said, 10 seed. I'll say this they have to rebound the ball as a team, and that allows them to get out in transition and try to attack the Raptors' defense before they set up. If you let that Raptors' defense with their link set up, it makes it difficult for DeMar to get to work because he only scores in the mid-range. It just makes things difficult. So uh, play solid defense, get uh, the 50-50 balls, try to force turnovers. But specifically, if the Bulls can defensively rebound the ball well, keep the Raptors from getting second-chance points while also getting out in transition themselves, it's going to make it a lot easier for the Bulls to score the way that they score. Looking at this Raptors team, and you know the Bulls so well, is there something about the Raptors that really makes you nervous? Like you're like, I- I'm I'm not sure how we guard this guy or how we score against this guy. Or, or what are you thinking? Jakob Poto. That's it. <laughs> against the Bulls in his career, I think he has, I think it's like 16 games against the Bulls. He averages 17 points, almost 11 rebounds, and it's like four assists on almost 70% shooting, something wild like that. And it, he kills the Bulls. His whole career, he's killed the Chicago Bulls. So I'm definitely worried about that. And um, I would also say uh, OG Ananobi, because I think OG uh, really guards DeMar well, and it, DeMar has has problems with OG's length. So those are the two players I'm looking at. If you had to make a prediction of how the game goes, not necessarily a win or a loss, but just how the game goes, what do you, what do you expect from the Bulls versus Raptors? I'm going to quote one of my favorite movies, and that is Rocky. I think it's Rocky Three. Pain. That's it's <laughs> going to be a painful game for the Chicago. Bulls. What are what are the expectations for for Bulls fans? Like, it sounds like you don't think that they're going to win this game. But what are expectations for Bulls fans for the front office? Like, does the team think like, hey, we're just a we're a playoff team in, in waiting? I think I think the team does have that confidence, and it, and that's why it's so perplexing that you know when when it's like adversity games where you have to kind of dig in. They just, they don't get those wins because I do think they have a lot of confidence going into this. I think Pat Bev is confident. I think DeMar DeRozan really wants to shine in Toronto where he played most of his career at. And as far as the front office, like AK said, our, our GM uh, at, after we didn't do anything of the trade deadline, just talked about our three-point shooting and the fact that it was going to come around. And literally that game, we went like three of 27. So I, <laughs> I think they're confident in this. And it's like... <laughs> I love this team, and I and I do think that the Bulls, they've shown that they can beat anyone. But the problem is, is they've shown that they can lose to anyone equally. So, um, you know, the expectation I think is just to see the team compete and play with heart. And I think that that's what the city of Chicago wants to see from this team. And if they do, even if it isn't a loss, we'll take it. With how up and down the season's been, I think we'll take it. Um, but the Bulls can win this game. I, I know I kind of sound negative. I, the Bulls can. I'm giving them a 50-50 chance. It's just I don't know which Bulls are going to show up. And that's the that's the thing at this point in the season, you would I would feel more confident if I could say that I know this team's going to show up this way for this game, and we just haven't had the season where I feel comfortable saying that. If you're a Raptors fan listening to this, you probably felt really good listening to <laughs> hearing all that stuff. Go listen to Lockdown Bulls with Hayes and Pat. 
all the time, five days a week on Lockdown Bulls. They do a great job over there talking about the Bulls and, uh, you know, feeling feeling what the fans feel. I mean, I'll just I'll leave it at that with, with Pat and yeah. Nate. Guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us on the Lockdown NBA preview. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.